Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right, I did not walk away. That word didn't come out right, but that's okay. I did not walk away, um, but I did take a little break last week. Um, I thought about going back and catching up and filling in the empty space, the lack of a companion episode to last week, but um, I decided to just step back in and keep going forward. Um. Last week, for those of you who are on my email list um, and opened the email or were following me on social media in some way, um, you know that my 18-year-old daughter moved away from home bravely and courageously and following her dreams. Um, she moved 2,000 miles away and it it stirred up a lot of feelings that I could say I should have known were coming, but never could have anticipated. And I felt ways that I hadn't felt since, um, since my abortion, which was four and a half, no, five and a half years ago. Um, yeah. I was just going to kind of like repeat what was in the social media and in the email, but I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say grief is a funny thing and we don't get to escape it. Like whether we choose the abortion or don't choose the abortion or raise the kid to um to leave home with love and courage or raise the kid to uh, get swept up into trouble or raise the kid and lose them to an illness. Um, The feelings of grief and in particular the feelings of what I'm going to call motherhood in this case, um, but guardianship all of it. it. It is parenthood, but there was a particular element to this loss that was very directly to related to motherhood. Um, and I know that because it was, it was very different for my husband than it was for me because I am her mother. So I don't know. I don't know what the right words are for that, but, um, Grief is a funny thing and life is a funny thing and being human is a funny thing. And I was very humbled by the bigness of my feelings in the last, really in the last couple of months, but particularly in the last week. So I'm coming back into the companion episodes. I am what? One, two, three, four, five of them in. This will be the sixth one recorded. And I would love to know if they're helpful to you. Um, At this point, they still feel good to me and they're helpful to me and my growth and the ways I keep talking about this work. So I will continue, but it would be good to know, like, are they useful to you? Are you paying attention? Um, 
not are you paying attention like you should be <laughs> more in the sense of like um do you notice when they come out or don't come out in a way that's like showing you they're useful to you that little ramble none of those words felt like they came out the right way but um should I keep going is essentially one of the questions I'm asking. And at this point, my answer is yes, but I'd love to know your answers if you have them. Um, so many ways to reach out and let me know. This episode this week, um, I love the way religious leaders challenge me to think in ways that I wasn't raised to think, in ways that my clients think, to... Um, they challenge me to like learn new things, but then to also like question in ways that, um, in ways that aren't typically done. And so this episode with Reverend Angela Tyler Williams was another one that just felt really deep and beautiful to me. And I appreciate her so much for the work she's doing, um, was one of those guests where I thought like, oh, that's that's the most important work that can be done. <laughs> then I learn about what some other person is doing and I, and I no- take note of what I'm doing and I'm like, it's all the most important work that can be done. And um, she's just approaching it from an angle that um, that is a little bit, has a little bit different flavor and is really, really important. So... I I hope to see more and more of her her like faith um leadership weave into um the norm where we're really questioning the systems and asking who are these serving um who's benefiting from the conversations we're having um in as she terms it the library of the bible or the library of any religious text um and something I loved and brought up in the companion episode many, many, many years ago, like probably, I don't know, nine, ten years ago at this point, a woman named Meg and I, oh, Marishi, Marish, and I can't remember her last name, was the first person to introduce the question to me and I thought she made it up, but she may have heard it from someone else because then I heard it in lots of other places. The question was, what would love do? And um, I thought about that question a lot in in this episode with um, Angela and this question, like, if God is love, right? If God of all faith is love, we can ask ourselves, what would God do? We can also ask ourselves, what would love do? And that guiding question has helped me so much. If you have accessed my workshop, um, either as a client or participating in the workshop when it was live, um, there's a workshop called All About Finding Your Why Word. And I use that question a lot. Like, what would love do? But then I insert other emotions and feelings into that space. Like, what would connection do? What would um, courage do? What would growth do? 
personifying feelings in that way can be so helpful in guiding us to know what to do next. So um, if you are someone coming from a religious faith-based background, that question, um, if God is love, and we consider your situation right now, what would love do? Um, I think it's just a beautiful thing to reflect and ponder. I also loved this conversation about weaving your abortion stories into the fabric of your life. Um, Again, I know so little about religion, but um, in high school, I watched uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat many times and sort of like had this mad crush on the role lead role from like a high school neighboring mine (laughs) it was pretty comical actually um but I think yeah he was really cute and that was part of it but I think a part of me really longed and loved the story um and the the vision of this coat and when I heard the words weave from Angela I immediately thought of the coat of many colors and like how our abortions are a part of our journey everything we've experienced is a part of our journey I'm reading a really great book right now called taking flight my kids picked it up for me for like a birthday and I I love them so of course I received it (laughs) with joy but I was like this is so weird I would never pick this book up on my own but it turns out it's about a a professional ballerina who was born in Sierra Leone and really had an absolutely horrific first few years of her life um, and ended up being adopted into into a family in America, in the United States, and thriving as a ballerina. So anyway, <laughs> um, that feels relevant because her, her formative years in birth and early childhood uh, can't be unwoven from her experience now as a bar- ballerina. Like everything we've experienced our childhoods, our relationships, our accidents, our um, the decisions we've made are a part of the fabric of our life. They're a part of the who we are. And so instead of thinking about how do I move past abortion? How do I stop thinking about abortions? How do I heal beyond abortion it's like no how do I weave it into the fabric of who I am into how do I make it a part of my wholeness I think that is so much more a valuable question to ponder I also really loved the question um what kind of fruit do you want to bear like what is the narrative that bears that fruit what's the story that will grow that fruit and who needs to come to the table like what resources needed to need to be involved in um in bearing that fruit usually it's many it's all the feelings it's different kinds of healers it's different kinds of tools 
Um, But when we know the vision of what we want to create, the fruit of what we want to create, we feed into it, we bring to the table different things. So if I want to cultivate, um, well, we'll just stick to fruit for a second. <laughs> if I am wanting to grow apples, I'm going to grow them with different resources and in a different climate than if I'm going to grow oranges. We got to know what we're going for in order to put the right pieces in place. And that goes for our lives too. If I want to um, heal from my abortion in a way that makes me prepared and ready to become a parent down in my future, um, I want to incorporate certain kinds of resources into my healing. And if I want to um, turn my abortion history into a way that I heal relationships in my life. Now, naturally, like all these things happen when you, when you tend to one line of growth, like many things grow and change, (laughs) but it can be really helpful to focus in on like, what is the exact thing I'm trying to grow here? I'm trying to create here. I'm trying to cultivate here. Um, and what do I need to grow that? So I loved that. Um, And the noticing this week was just like, what are, I have to sneeze, Uh, what are the systems around your, around you? Like what systems around you support your whole human experience? And what systems around you are like, I love and accept you except for the part where you had an abortion. (laughs) I love and accept you except for the part where you terminated those pregnancies. Um, what, you know, I love and accept you except for the part that just doesn't matter, whatever the end of that sentence is, um, what systems around you support your whole human experience, all of who you are and which do not. And how can you cultivate more safe spaces where you get to be all of you? So one way to do that is to just notice how you feel in different parts of your life. If there are parts of your life where you feel smaller, where you feel on guard, where you feel scared, why is that? What, what's happening in that space and what do you want to do about it? Um, from that feeling, what fruit are you bearing? Is that the fruit you want to keep bearing or do you want to maybe spend less time in that space, change the energy of that space? confront the issues in that space, declutter that space. Um, Everything is leading somewhere. So be more curious about what's ahead and whether or not you're on the right path to reach your end goals. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, I I just love that it's in the collection and I really, really appreciate um, Reverend Angela and her work. Thanks for listening, and as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.